0: Welcome to Heart of the Matter, a podcast series of the Heart Foundation of Jamaica, where we discuss issues concerning your health. I'm your host, Vanetta Nurse. In our last two episodes, we discussed non communicable diseases, NCDs, how they are affecting Jamaicans, especially in terms of increasing their risk of severe illness or even death from COVID 19. And we also spoke about a few policy solutions. In our third episode today we will explore building your immune system which is very topical now as we navigate the covid19 pandemic we will talk about healthy lifestyles why knowing your health numbers is important healthy eating and exercise joining us today are mrs deborah chen executive director of the heart foundation of jamaica miss rosanna pike she's the health education officer at the heart foundation of jamaica as well as Ms. Charmaine Plummer from the Ministry of Health and Wellness. Thank you all so much for joining us today. We will start by speaking a little bit about knowing your health numbers. So I'll start with you, Mrs. Chen. What do healthcare providers mean when they say we should know our health numbers? And why is that so important for us?
1: We have to find some way of measuring our health status. We can't just look at somebody and decide that they have high blood pressure, for example, or high cholesterol, there has to be some measurement by which your doctor can use this to decide what treatment is necessary or what healthy lifestyle advice is necessary. So knowing your numbers refers to laypersons, us as laypersons, knowing exactly what our numbers should be, or at least knowing how our health status is in relation to those numbers. So for example, what numbers do we mean? What is your number for blood pressure? What is your number for blood sugar? What is your number for cholesterol, for example? What is your HbA1c, which is a test that is done to monitor your blood sugar over a three-month period? So knowing your numbers, even if you don't remember the exact number, it is knowing whether you have been told that your numbers are in keeping with what should obtain for you to have optimal health. So when we say know your numbers, we just mean know your health status. You know, you should have had these checks done within the last year, and you should know whether they were up, down, normal, and if you need to make any
0: change. Thank you, Mrs. Chen. Can you tell us about some of the services at the Heart Foundation that help us to know some of these numbers and to stay healthy? Yes, so at the
1: Heart Foundation of Jamaica on Beachwood Avenue, anybody can just turn up and say, I want to be screened. Mm I want to know my numbers. I want to be screened for heart disease. And our health staff will take it from there. So we have a medical questionnaire that we would fill in and then based on that, we would give you advice. So for example, the ECG, which measures electrical activity of the heart would be one, a blood pressure check. Then we have some blood tests, which are, it's just one little finger prick, They take about three minutes for the result and it gives us an idea of what's happening. So your blood sugar, you know, are you at risk for diabetes? Your cholesterol, which is a fat level in your blood. HbA1c, which is a sugar over a period of three months. So we do these basic tests. Your height and weight. Being overweight is one of the leading risk factors um, or risk. Persons who have COVID, if they're overweight, they're more at risk of developing um, you know, further illness from the COVID. So when you come to the Heart Foundation, without a referral, we will do all these basic screening tests. These screening tests now will we'll decide where we go from there. And after that, we have follow-up services. So let us say for argument's sake, some of your tests were abnormal, heading in the wrong direction. We have everything there to help with that. We have nutritionists, cardiologists, and we have a doctor for blood pressure and diabetes clinic. Let us say that um, you need to have further tests done because these tests screen, yes, but more investigation is needed by the doctor. We have those tests right there as well. Echocardiogram, ultrasound of the heart, stress treadmill where you run on a, like a treadmill, but you do an ECG, stress echocardiogram as an example, 24-hour blood pressure, 24-hour heart monitors. So everything you need is at 28th Beigewood Avenue. It's a one-stop shop. And by the time you um, finish with us, you will know your health status. If you need treatment or care, you will be sent in the right direction with all the advice necessary for improving your health status and ensuring that you don't suffer prematurely Mm -hmm. from any cardiac event.
0: Absolutely. These are critical numbers and should be informing how we live our lives and take care of our health. So if our health numbers are a cause of concern, what measures do we take and what should we do um, to correct?
1: Most of the risk factors for heart disease are the same for the other, what we call NCDs, non-communicable diseases. So we mentioned earlier being overweight. So if you're overweight, that puts you at risk. So we, we have advice about healthy nutrition. You may be eating, you think you are eating healthy, not realizing that the, especially the processed foods can be full of hidden sugars and, and sometimes and artificial sweeteners, which, which are, are not advised. So our weight is important. So we, we have professionals there. We have few nutritionists who can give you guidance. Blood pressure. The blood pressure, weight does impact blood pressure as well. So everything is all joined up. Blood, sugar, the same dietary advice and weight. But at the end of it all, if you need medication, because sometimes we cannot avoid the medication, especially as we get older, then we have a pharmacy um, which accepts, in association with NHF, Jamaica Drug for the elderly program, we take all the health insurance. So if you need to have medication, then the most important thing with that is to be compliant Don't stop taking your medication because I got up this morning and my head feels okay. So, my pressure is okay. You have to take it continually. Only if you have a problem, you go back to your doctor and only under their advice do you stop taking it. So, the advice is lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Healthy eating. um, Leave out the sugary drinks. um, Have lots of fruits and vegetables. Exercise. No smoking. Taking your medications. And doing your annual screening checks.
0: Thank you, Mrs. Chen. And Those overall self-care activities leads us right into our next discussion, where we'll be speaking about healthy eating. And we have here Miss Rosanna Pike, Health Education Officer at the Heart Foundation of Jamaica. Um, Rosanna, can you tell us um, what do you define as a healthy diet, and how will a healthy diet benefit us, especially now during this pandemic? And of course, we'd like to focus. On our vulnerable groups the elderly our children and those with ncds
2: okay sure so firstly eating healthy is all about balance
0: and almost
2: all of us are guilty of enjoying our favorite foods that are often high in saturated fats and trans fats added salt or sodium and added sugars so the key is truly to eating them only once in a while and balancing how we eat those with healthier foods and more physical activity. So by just making small changes to our diet is the healthiest and most achievable way to obtaining or getting a more desirable nutritional status. So we just have to remember that small changes can really add up to make a big overall difference to our diet. So for example, let's start with foods high in on healthy fats like or chips and fries so we can swap those out for some baked potato wedges or baked potato in general for those of us who like milk chocolate we can swap that for the healthier alternative which is dark chocolate for burgers and pizzas a homemade sandwich is actually good so for the burger you would what you would do is get whole wheat bread for the buns you get a little slices or your tomato slices you can support the regular patty for grilled chicken breast or you make a lentil patty. So you get the lentils and you mold them and you, you have a nice lentil patty and for the mayonnaise you swap that out for some crushed avocado, what we call an avocado spread, and you gently spread that on your bed and you're good to go. You can also make your own salad dressing by using just a squeeze of lime, lemon or orange juice or you make a basic vinaigrette out of some vinegar and some olive oil rather than, you know, purchasing pre-packaged salad dressings, which are often high in saturated fats. For those foods high in sugars, we can go ahead to swap out our sodas, which is also especially popular amongst our teenage population. So you swap that out with freshly squeezed or blended fruit and or vegetable juices with no added sugar. Or we can make or infuse water by using your favorite fruits, solid fruits, vegetables, and you know your favorite herbs such as a mint some mint leaves put that in a jug with some water let it sit for about 30 minutes to up to two hours and you're good to go it's a refreshing drink for ice cream you want to offer like some frozen fruits or a naturally blended fruit smoothie for sweets and candy you offer some dried fruits or even some fresh fruit dices or slices all right for the kids juice box instead of giving them that which makes them you know the added sugar is just going to boost the energy levels and then at a certain point it's after a spike it just drops right so you want to give them some freshly squeezed or blended fruit juice with no added sugar swap out the cookies and sweet biscuits for low sugar homemade cookies with whole wheat flour or oatmeal right you support the ketchup with some diced tomatoes and it's just as tastier right and for sugar itself instead of going for that to sweeten any beverage you're making or having you can use raw honey in small amounts though as the honey has has fewer calories but it is even though it is generally sweeter for those foods that are high in salt which contributes to high blood pressure or the silent killer we want to support foods like our bacon sausage frankfurters those processed meats for low sodium or fresh meats for the bag noodles or the cup noodles you want to swap out those for your homemade chicken or fish soup with no salt added or any pack soup mix swap out your powdered seasoning for fresh herbs and spices to help enhance the flavor of foods that you're cooking and when it comes to canned foods such as canned peas and beans you want to swap those out for dried peas and beans or the canned vegetables you use fresh or frozen vegetables Or if it's a case where, you know, it's more convenient to get the canned foods, our money is just tight. We also have the option of draining the contents, rinsing them, and then you go ahead to prepare, right? So those are just some options of swapping out unhealthy foods with healthier alternatives. And for more information, the public, you're free to visit or call the Heart Foundation of Jamaica and we will direct you on how to obtain either hard copies or soft copy materials. On um, we have a brochure called the Hearty Swaps and other educational material, or you can send emails to either info at heartfoundationja.org or ghapjm at gmail.com and we'll be provide you with any sort of nutritional education material that you may need.
0: Thank you, Rosanna. And The way you have described the healthier foods, it just shows that the swaps can be easy to do and can be just as appealing. So let's speak a little bit about our children. Can you give us some tips for healthy and easy snacks for them, whether they are at home, homeschooling or back at school?
2: Absolutely. So, just as how it's critical for us as adults to maintain a healthy diet and lifestyle, the same goes for our children, especially now amidst the pandemic more than ever. So, a growing child will be hungry more than the average adult, and their energy needs will be greater as well. However, most times when we offer the packaged snacks for kids, they are not so beneficial to them they're often full of the refined flour added sugars and artificial ingredients so we can actually go for opt for healthy and easy snacks for them which would be worthwhile whether at home or in uh, you know at school such as plain yogurt this is an excellent snack for kids because it pro it's a good source of protein and cal- calcium and calcium is especially important for kids developing bones so you may also use the yogurt to make Pops, what I call yogurt pops by slicing up their favorite fruits you stick them onto some skewer sticks or toothpicks dip into the plain yogurt and you refrigerate or freeze them and that's that's a good snack and a fun snack for them and as long as a child is not allergic to nuts a trail mix is a healthy snack for kids to eat on the go so most commercial trail mix contain then you know some candies which are high in sugar we can easily make your own at home so for a healthier version mix nuts dried fruit and probably some whole grain cereal shake it up in a container and I have that I can scoop out some whether they're going face-to-face classes or if they're at home it just give them and they can munch on that while they're doing their work a fruit smoothie is also a good way to basically pack a lot of nutrients into a small snack so it can add vegetables to the smoothie as well so with the sweetness the natural sugar from the fruit the child may not even realize that the vegetable is in there, especially if your child is a picky eater and they don't like certain vegetables, right? So you use whole fresh ingredients and avoid adding any additional fruit juice or sugar because remember the, sh- the fruits have natural sugars in there. You don't want to add no additional sugar because additional sugar is going to contribute to obesity and other non-communicable diseases. Frozen fruit popsicles are a yummy treat as well. So, most store bought popsicles are full of artificial flavors and refined sugars or high fructose corn syrup. So, by easily making your own at home, and your kids might also chime in and help you, and this will actually help to develop healthy eating habits or health, you know, lifestyle habits from a tender age. And they carry this practice on. Right, so you can puree some frozen fruit in season. You can use in-season fruits or vegetables, and um, with us, you know, with the natural fruit juice or water in a blender, you pour the mixture into like the popsicle molds or plastic small plastic cups. Cover with a foil or the what we call the cling wrap, and put it into the put the popsicle stick inside of it. Put it in the freezer overnight, and you have like fun fruit frozen fruit popsicles that they can. Or you, if you want. Just the plain old sliced or chunks of fruit and vegetables to make into a, you know, like a fruit plate and arrange it in um, very neatly because kids love to eat with their eyes. So the bright colors and the shapes, if you cut them out in nice shapes that will jump out at them, that is also good. So those are just some simple and easy on-the-go snack ideas.
0: Thank you, Rosanna, and great advice to please our children's palate while keeping them healthy and building up their immune systems. One way to add healthy natural foods to our diet is by starting a home garden. Home gardens have become topical and a recommendation since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic for food security and nutrition, especially for persons who have had reduced access to income and food. We are joined by Mrs. Villette Kelly-Bennett, Business Entrepreneurial Development Manager at the Jamaica 4-H Clubs. Hi, Mrs. Bennett. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Thanks for joining us. Okay, One way to add healthy, natural food to our diet is by starting a home garden. Home gardens have been very topical and a recommendation since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic for food security and nutrition, especially for those persons who may have reduced access to income and food. We are joined by Mrs. Villette Kelly-Bennett, Business and Entrepreneurship Development Manager at the Jamaica 4-H Clubs. Mrs. Bennett, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Yvonne Thanks for having us. Okay, great. People sometimes say that they don't have space for a home garden. What would someone need to start a home garden in terms of space, materials and tools, etc.?
3: All right. Uh, The Jamaica Forage Clubs earlier this year started its home garden initiative aimed at helping our youngsters or students who were not able to engage physically to start home gardens along with their family now containers materials and tools that they have been using and that is recommended could include tires so that's old tires recycled tires flower pots five gallon water bottles so those oil bottles that normally persons would discard off after and of course they can get more creative they can also utilize grow bags and these grow bags may be purchased from their local farm store as well as the usage of four or six inch PVC pipes. Now, space also becomes a factor. So even though you may have your container or actually have your land space to plant, some persons still have a challenge in terms of the number of plants that they can establish. And so we also recommend that one could consider vertical planting And as a matter of building, probably, uh, I'll describe it as a base, a leather. And the leather can be used from recycled material, again, to which one can place their bags, their tires, their bottles, etc. on. And it can be going up in the air rather than going across where there's limited space. With respect to material, of course, if you're planting in the soil, that's already one of your main solutions for your backyard gardening but in some instance your soil may need additional nutrients and so one can use uh, goat or poultry or rabbit waste um, very rich in nutrients and will help to build your soil similarly uh, most times in your kitchen or all the times in your kitchen there's always some level of organic waste whether it be peeled from your food or your vegetables etc now these can also be recycled and placed in a composting bin allow it to break down and then you can actually place it back into your soil to build up your nutrient your soil nutrient level uh one with respect to tools it is also basic tools that one can use. Um, they're basic hand forks, spade, machetes. Of course, they'll need to have a spray bottle, at least a one or two gallon spray bottle in order to prevent insects from uh, uh, destroying their
0: garden. Lots of great advice there and it's, see, backyard gardening is also great for the environment in terms of recycling all of those materials, the pipes and the bottles as well as the organic waste and just causing us to be resourceful in doing so. So what are some of the basic steps in starting and maintaining a home garden?
3: all right so critical when one is starting their home garden of course first you want to identify the space and ensure that it is clear or if you're going to be using your container garden you identify soil tillable soil that or pliable soil that can be placed in these containers for planting in uh, preparing your soil as indicated before you may want to gather your organic manure um, or if you want to go chemical based then of course you may want to get your basic fertilizer 11 by 22 22 and and your basic insecticide sprays and all of these can be had from your farm store in terms of maintenance what is also key is that there's water available to maintain your soil your, your crop the, the crop is, um, or your plants, is especially in need of water at the establishing stage. as when it is coming out of seed into seedling, developing into a into a plant. It's the water resources, uh, or the water need is very high at that point, and so one must have accessible to water. Similarly, in maintaining your crops and preventing them from being affected by your insects, for example, you can also go back into your kitchen and you may very well just want to use your dishwashing, dishwashing liquid or soap mixed with garlic. And this can be applied to your plants and of course it will minimize or eliminate insecticides. However, it is very key that you inspect your plants periodically before the, the, the pest or the insecticide fully takes over the plant in the event that it is fully infected then you may want to look at other options for for getting rid of these all right so those are some some basic steps one would want to consider in starting and maintaining their home gardens
0: okay thanks for and so you've taken us through the space we need um, what materials we can use tools as well as maintenance water needs fertilizer dealing with pests etc can you give us an idea of easy to grow plants that we can start with some persons may say they have a green thumb others say they don't so what are some of the plants that someone who hasn't um, gardened before can actually start with and easy to grow plants
3: all right great and it's sun that is now home garden and you're including your children in it, um, they, all, they too may think they don't have a greenhouse. But there are some basic, simple props that one would want to consider. And we could very well start at your vegetables. So, for example, your cucumbers, your pop choys, tomatoes, okros, sweet peppers, even cabbage. And what I may also add, and I don't think I have a very green thumb, but I've also added strawberries to my backyard garden and it's doing quite well as well. Um, also, so those are some quick crops that one could consider. Corn is also another option that one could do. Okay,
0: you have to give me some advice on those strawberries. <laughs> what kind of support? <laughs> what kind of support does the Forage Club offer for persons who want to start a garden?
3: All right. So, uh, the Jamaica Forage Clubs, when we recognize that persons are now at home and the whole mental. Uh, challenge that persons have with the lockdown, we decided to do a five series uh, uh, backyard gardening or home gardening video. And so these videos are accessible via our youtube platform as well as on our social media platform and it takes you through the different steps some of those steps that i've outlined earlier and it actually demonstrates what one can do or should do in setting up and maintaining their garden so those that five series video is very uh, good for persons to log on to likewise on our website and again our social media platform we have tips that we post periodically that persons can gain access to there's also a brochure that was established with help from heart foundation that also provides them with background detail and steps in starting maintaining of course our offices are always open one can call us and we can provide
0: them with support thank you vilette very very valuable advice there from the jamaica 4-h clubs We will now take a break for an important message. The
2: Jamaica 4-H Clubs, like many across the country and the globe, is facing unprecedented times due to the onset of the COVID-19 virus. No doubt the world is changing and will continue to change after the current outbreak has passed. One thing that will remain constant, however, is the demand for food. Family backyard farming will serve as a useful strategy and the best
0: time to explore this concept is now. Welcome back. We will continue our discussion today with Ms. Charmaine Plummer. She's a Senior Health Education Officer with the National Focal Point for Promotion of Physical Activity at the Ministry of Health and Wellness. Good afternoon. Hi Charmaine. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Okay, great. Um, Let's talk about physical activity and exercise. So, physical activity is an important part of healthy living and supports our health and immune system. I know that the ministry has embarked on some programs to ensure that we maintain our activity levels, especially now during the COVID-19 pandemic. Can you tell us about some of the benefits of regular exercise?
4: Well, of course, physical activity, as is defined, is bodily movement. And so once we move, we're getting a myriad of benefits from being physically active. You feel less stress, increase circulation, increase heart rate, strengthen your heart and lungs, strengthen your bones, strengthen your muscles, help you to do better academically, increase concentration. There's just a lot of benefit from physical activity. What I tell people is that it is the best medication with as least a little amount of side effects as possible.
0: <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. Thank you. So how much, how much exercise do we really need and does that change as we get older? We have three sets of recommendations. We have for children,
4: adults and older adults and we have for pregnant mothers. But if we go for children, it's at least 60 minutes, five days a week of moderate to vigorous activity. And it must be a combination of muscle and bone-strengthening activities. You know, simple hopscotch, dandy, shandy, climbing the monkey bars, dancing. To ensure that you know we strengthen the immune system, bones, and muscles. For adults, it's at least thirty minutes, five days a week, to gain some health benefits. For example, increased circulation, increased concentration, make you feel better, reduce stress. However, if you want to lose weight, you must do at least sixty minutes of moderate to vigorous activity. And if you want to lose and maintain weight, you must at least lose 90 minutes of moderate to vigorous activity. What I'll say to people here, you want to start where you are because the more weight you have, or the more unfit you are, the more activity you will have to do. And as you know, you have weight, it's less like that you want to do more activity. For all the adults, it's at least 30 minutes of moderate to vigorous intense activity. And we said it should be, uh, you know, more so aerobics, but we want to combine it with what we call strengthen or resistance training activities. Aerobics meaning running, jogging, walking. Because that is normally slow and continuous and put less pressure on the body. And we do some resistance training like, you know, some squats, some abs. I wouldn't say too much push-up, depending on if you can manage a push-up. Mm-hmm. And the different stages, you start from the wall and you go down, what you can manage. And little weights that you can use or you can make your own weights to do like you know dumbbells to make to do some arm curls and and so forth. Okay so those are the recommendation okay. in terms of
0: Thank you for that. Um, I've heard many excuses. People say they're too busy to exercise. Um, you know, they have so many things to do. Some parents say they can never get even 10 minutes of exercise into their day. So I want to remove some of those excuses. Can you give us some practical tips to include exercise in our everyday busy lives, or even if our mobility is limited because of health conditions, just some tips to to remove some of those barriers that people may have to, to exercising or finding the time to exercise.
4: Sure. One thing I want to encourage the population is that, you know, you don't have the time for the exercise now, but you will find the time for the illness later if you don't do the activity. So we at the Ministry of Health, we're encouraging persons to incorporate more movements in their daily routine. You, if you're at home watching TV, stand up, you know, do some squats. Instead of sitting down and pressing the remote, you get up on walk wall to pick up the remote. You want to maybe watch even our video games that is activity oriented. You can do some dance move and you get up and you dance with it. Around the house, you just heard, you know, rather talk, um, 4-H talking about backyard gardening. It's a very good and effective way to get the entire family involved. It's one of the best type of activity, where you strengthen your muscles. you're getting some aerobic activity. So, take the family out and do your backyard gardening. Do some household chores. Parents, you're yeah, at home with the children, instead of just letting them sit down. Teach them how to do some of those simple chores that will get them moving. And at the same time, you're keeping your house nice and active. Play with the family, you know. Put on some music, dance. Parents show the children back in the days I used to do, and let them show you, and just have fun. Jogging, walking. Swimming, dancing. Simple things that you can mm-hmm. you don't have to go to the gym. Just find whatever is in your environment
0: and do what you love. I agree. And indeed some of the things we are actually doing are actually is actually physical activity and are actually beneficial to us and we just don't see it that way. The dancing, the swimming. And the backyard gardening is even physical activity. So thanks again, Charmaine. Thank you for having me. Okay, so we've certainly had a lot of food for thought today. And I'm so happy we had the opportunity to have this discussion. We do hope all the information will inspire you to improve your health by taking the necessary action. Thank you to our guests today, Mrs. Deborah Chen, Executive Director of the Heart Foundation of Jamaica, Ms. Rosanna Pike, Health Education Officer at the Heart Foundation of Jamaica, Mrs. Villette Kelly-Bennett, Business and Entrepreneurship Development Manager at Jamaica 4-H Clubs, and Ms. Charmaine Plummer, Senior Health Education Officer at the Ministry of Health and Wellness. Thank you all for joining us today. Be sure to join us for the next episode where we will be talking about the school nutrition policy and the importance of creating supportive environments to improve and maintaining our children's health. In case you missed any of what we discussed on this podcast, you can visit the Heart Foundation of Jamaica's website to listen to the podcast recording. For more information on non-communicable diseases, healthy lifestyles and physical activity, visit the website and social media platforms of the Heart Foundation of Jamaica and the Ministry of Health and Wellness. To view the backyard gardening videos as well as additional information on backyard gardening, you can visit the Jamaica 4 H Club's YouTube channel Clover TV.